0: 13th. Oh, so fat. This is episode 110. Uh, This is our pre-Valentine's Day. Uh, Tomorrow's Valentine's Day. Uh, Today is Mardi Gras. Yes. It's the fattest Tuesday.
1: Oh, so fat. My name is Matt. Look at all this. His name is Mike Lip Balm Nada. Oh, you're gonna use that? (laughs) Also, you're kind of loud. You're kind of spiking it. I am spiking it. I'm like a volleyball
0: player, <laughs> uh, but there's no volleyball going around here. Instead, this is winter Olympic season. We've got some ice skating going on on our TV. We watch some awesome snowboarding tonight, but we'll, we'll get to that, that later. later. First up is movies. Yeah. So, at... like I
1: said, we're Beatable Podcast. Yes. We talk about movies, TV, yeah, music, and video games. Part. You're
0: right. Yeah. News about movies, television,
1: stuff that happened this new news past news week, music. and even like up to this past hour. Yes, it could, it it, could If if Should news drop.
0: Should should news drop, we'll yep. pick so, it up.
1: So let's get right into it then. let right we into always it. do with?
0: Movies. Movies. Uh, well, have you seen any movies lately? No. Sir?
1: But I will see Black Panther this weekend. Yes, it's Black Panther
0: weekend, but we'll get to that in a moment.
1: Yes. Uh, um, I was supposed to see 1517, uh, uh, the yes. Paris Clint Eastwood movie. Uh-huh. Uh, didn't get around a chance of seeing it. I think if we didn't cast today, I would have saw it tonight. Uh-huh. Uh, for tomorrow, normal Wednesday show. Right,
0: but since tomorrow is
1: Valentine's Day, Gal
0: Day. Well,
1: no, no, today is Galentine's Day. Oh, Well, yes, I mean like
0: when you're going to hang out with your gal. Oh, oh yes, tomorrow, uh, among all sorts of other people who are probably going to do the same thing. So yeah, uh, yeah, I didn't see any movies this week either. Uh, so let's just. Oh wait, wait, wait,
1: we did. We saw one. We
0: saw a movie.
1: We saw a movie. We saw a movie. We watched Icarus. Well,
0: that's technically, Yeah, yeah. I technically, guess that, counts. that counts. Yeah, we watched Icarus, the documentary on Netflix about the uh, Russian doping scandal among yes.
1: other things. Yes. Yes, uh, because it is Olympic, and because we keep wondering why they keep saying OAR, the Olympic athletes from Russia, and without showing their flag, and they keep explaining it. But I knew that this documentary was on Netflix because yeah. um, it's actually nominated for. Documentary in uh, for the Academy Awards. Yeah,
0: and I heard amazing things going into it. I had kind of done my own research looking into the news about what was going on with the uh, uh, with the Russian the, the the Russian government being banned uh, this time from the Olympics, whereas their individual athletes can basically could submit themselves to be eligible for events non-associated with their country. So they're still referred to as representing Russia, Mm -hmm. but because the government of Russia is not involved, no Russian flag exists. They're they're not represented by the Russian flag. They're not represented by the Russian anthem. So if they win gold, the Olympic anthem is played.
1: Isn't this Olympic news though? I mean, yes,
0: technically, but I wanted to mention
1: that while we're
0: on the subject. But yeah, so that's all kind of explained here in this documentary about the guy, uh, the Russian man who was the uh, director
1: of of the anti-doping lab. Yeah, director
0: of the anti-doping lab. So the guy who was basically doing these control, ostensibly, Mm -hmm. of the uh, Russian athletes and making sure they weren't doping. Turns out, the same guy was also making
1: making sure that they would pass untraceable
0: drugs for these uh, uh, athletes to take uh, to uh, yeah, to not get caught. Essentially, to dope and not get caught for it. But the craziest thing about this, and you should really see the documentary. It kind of does a good job of explaining all of this and why this matters, is the fact that it was probably. Uh, see,
1: special tomorrow.
0: Yeah, uh, probably uh, state sanctioned. It sounded like the, yes. the 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 call was coming directly from Putin uh, to make all this happen, and so that way the Russians would make a good impression on Sochi, the last Winter Olympics. And do really well there. And so, yeah, uh, that's kind of the conspiracy here. It goes into some fascinating places. Uh, I'd recommend it. It's on streaming on Netflix now. And, yeah, it's up for an Academy Award.
1: Yeah, definitely recommend streaming this, especially uh, because the Olympics are going on right now. Yeah. Um, It definitely goes into more about doping. And it starts off with Lance Armstrong. Yes. uh, But then it goes very heavily into the whole Russia investigation yeah. About anti doping and how they, or how this one guy was basically being told by Putin to make sure that the, their athletes would pass drug tests. And he's the director of this thing. Yeah. Not director of the, the film, but director yeah. of the anti doping lab. Right. It's insane. Which is insane of how high that goes.
0: And the fact that he's just like, yeah, I'm getting, you know, I'm, I'm kind of in the doghouse uh, for my own country. I'm going to escape Russia and I'm going to live with you dude that I've been only talking to for like months and oh by the way I'm going to let you film me the whole time.
1: Yeah that was the weird thing about that. that this guy knows he's guilty knows what he's been doing is very open about all this doping stuff. He's just straight up telling people about it. Like he's so open he doesn't wear a shirt. (laughs) The most open you can get. Yeah
0: Yeah, no it's amazing how many times he'll just like start telling somebody about like oh yeah I can totally give you drugs.
1: Yeah, I mean, he put this guy on <laughs> on a, like, a six-month plan for drugs, so that way, when he did get tested, he would all still pass, and it's just, it's pretty astonishing.
0: Yeah, so check that out, if yeah. that sounds interesting to you. It's a really well-made uh, doc with a fascinating story. But, is that the only
1: movie we saw? Um, yeah, that's, S- I think that's the only one, um... I try to think of anything else I saw on Netflix, but I don't think I saw any movies.
0: Then we can move on. Let's move on to the box office. Weekend, the box office numbers from the last weekend. This pre Valentine's Day weekend, of course, was dominated by a Valentine's Day friendly movie, as we called last week. Fifty Shades Freed is your number one movie this weekend, making a uh, 38. Point five million dollar debut, which is right under where we put it at forty five.
1: Yeah, we put it at forty five, conservatively.
0: Right, and it turns out that it was a little under that. But hey, you know what? Uh, Not a whole lot of people are seeing movies this year so far. Yeah. uh, Black Panther will hopefully start the start the year off right next weekend. Yeah, thirty eight point five million dollars for Fifty Shades. Solid second place goes to Peter Rabbit, as I predicted it would. With $25 million in his debut. the 1517 to Paris, uh, as you mentioned, comes in at $12 million for number three. Number four is Jumanji. uh, And Greatest Showman wraps up your top five at number five.
1: Yes. Uh, Side note for Greatest Showman, it actually topped the UK box office this past weekend. That is also true.
0: Coming soon this weekend, we've got Black Panther, of course. Uh, that's why. Your big movie. Okay. So get ready. So, uh, uh,
1: not only is it coming out this weekend, but apparently it's also President's Day weekend. Yes, also. So, it gets a four day weekend bump, which is what we're going to go off of.
0: Okay. That works for me. And then uh, also, uh, your counter programming's Black Panther is <laughs> Early Man, the the ARDMAN. Uh, I almost said claymation, but that's not accurate. Yeah. Uh, uh, stop motion there uh, movie from Aardman, uh Masters of the art form. Right. Uh, Disney,
1: the creators of Chicken Run and yeah. Wallace and Gromit and Shaun of the Sheep. You know, British stop motion movie.
0: So look forward to that. And then also something called Samson. What's, what's Samson?
1: So I saw a poster of Samson. Uh, last weekend when I Is went to the movie, about movies, the Bible
0: guy with the hair? Yes. Okay.
1: And I didn't realize that it was coming out this weekend. This weekend. Because I hadn't seen any trailer for it. I just saw the one poser thinking, huh. So, put out to die out. <laughs>
0: this weekend, Samson. <laughs> yeah. I'm guessing it's probably for counter-programming for all the people who so, have, like, a weird stick-up them about Black Panther, which I'm sure they're out there, knowing the internet.
1: Yep. So, let me, um, just tell you the story of Samson... Samson was ridiculously strong because of his ridiculously long hair. Right. Uh, the hair he got cut off. Cut his hair, he loses his strongness. Well, no. A woman right. cut his hair, and yeah. so he lost his power. Right. So blame women. Oh, oh,
0: is that where this is going? Yeah. So, so yeah, so go see this if you're a terrible internet person.
1: Basically, yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you, if you want to hate women and praise the white guy, go <laughs> see this. Go see Samson.
0: Ugh. Or if you want to see a good movie... <laughs> Black Panther in
1: theaters this weekend. Yes, apparently Black Panther is getting S- rave yeah. reviews. 98 on Rotten Tomatoes. S- yeah, it's, um, it's true. It's happening. It's being hailed as the best Marvel movie to date, which is coming off of Thor Ragnarok, which was fantastic. And it's pre- the only Marvel movie you're going to get before Infinity War comes out in mm-hmm. May. Mm-hmm. It's true. So there's a lot on this film, and it's trending like crazy. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I just quickly looked up a box office prediction for okay. the four-day weekend. What are looking at? 165 million by The Hollywood Reporter. That's a
0: huge jump from this week.
1: It is. I have a feeling Olympics will play into that, though, because when I was trying to think of a three-day number for this, I kind of put it at 88 Yeah. in my head.
0: Or, you know, we could just round all the way up and just say, how about 100?
1: Yeah, but this thing's uh, tracking for 125 easily. Wow. Okay. Oh, well, what are you going to do? Ah. Uh, 100?
0: 120?
1: See, Disney expects this to hit between 75 and 115. Yeah. So Which I'm means fine.
0: 100 is safe, I think.
1: I'm fine putting this at 115 then on the high side. 115, because it is a Marvel movie and it is something that people have been looking forward to.
0: Okay, over under. At
1: 115, the safe bet's over. But I feel because it's a four-day weekend, even with the Olympics running, I have a feeling that people will still find time to go see it.
0: Okay, so you're going over? Yeah. All right, that was going to take under anyways. Okay, I think it's probably going to be closer to one hundred than these predictions are saying.
1: See, yeah, but it's Marvel and it's getting great reviews, mm-hmm. and the uh, well, Thursday the showings dead season. Yeah, but the Thursday shows are already sold out. And I just looked that up too. <laughs> oh shoot! Okay. Yeah.
0: Well, I guess we'll find out next weekend. Uh, but needless to say, it'll be your number one movie next next. Oh, week. this will be easily be the With number one flying movie. Flying colors. Moving in to movie news. Yes. Our first story is about one of this week's, uh, this past weekend's new releases, Peter Rabbit. Ridiculous yes. Ridiculous CG kids movie. Why about.
1: is this made like this? Peter is Rabbit. It's a completely animated movie. Yes.
0: Yeah, very strange idea. Uh, but yeah, Sony Pictures is kind of in some hot water uh, over this movie. Uh, maybe some carrots are put in hot water with it to mm-hmm. you know.
1: It, well, it's stewing right, stewing right now.
0: It's stewing. It's very stewing. <laughs> Uh, about allergies, specifically a scene in the movie in which a character, Mr. McGregor, the villain, I guess you could say.
1: Well, yes. Sort of. So, yeah, yeah, Mr. McGregor is considered the villain, I guess uh, Who is
0: allergic to blackberries, uh, is forced to use an EpiPen in a cartoonish slap, slapstick fight against the titular rabbit and his friends. Uh, so... This is a kind of a comedy staple on variations of this bit that have been done yes. in movies before. However, the charity group Kids with Food Allergies wrote an open letter to Sony that allergy jokes are harmful and making light of the condition, quote, encourages the public not to take the risk of allergic allergic reactions seriously. So, this caused Sony to issue an apology for the scene, mm-hmm. basically saying that they would uh, they regret not being more sensitive to the issue in that they will pay better attention next time.
1: Right, because there's a difference between like physical slapstick comedy, like stepping on a hoe, yeah. and something that can literally kill someone in <laughs> terms of uh, an allergic reaction.
0: Yeah, I think, I think like I said, there's been variations of this scene in yes. movies before. There's also
1: been in TV but, as well.
0: Yeah, but I think...
1: <laughs> like, but, like, like a broad city where they have a shellfish.
0: <laughs> yeah, there, there, there's
1: ways to do it
0: where it's like, okay, this is ridiculous and over the top. I have not seen this scene in Peter Rabbit.
1: No, neither have I. So I'm
0: like, kind of like, I'm on the fence here. I don't know like how it's depicted in the film. Right. Uh, so I can't necessarily say that it should not be in the film.
1: We're not poo-pooing Sony either, yeah. but it's something that, you know, I guess maybe you should... About. Take it to consideration. Yeah, it's
0: something to think about. I'm not going to take either side here. I'm not going to be like, oh, they it should take a joke. Or I'm not going to be like, oh, how dare they? I'm kind of like in the middle here where I'm just like, you know what? I, I think it's a case-by-case basis for this kind of thing.
1: Well, I think because this is aimed for kids and they are very impressionable, <laughs> yeah. that's why the open letter was written. I mean, really?
0: Epic pens are so expensive now. Yeah. Thanks, Martin Screlly. <laughs> That I don't know if they should be wasted in that way. Okay. Anyway, moving on to our next story, yeah, something a little bit. Let's get a little bit lighter.
1: Better, let's get a little lighter. The here.
0: WGA awards. Yes. That would be the Writers Guild Awards. Happened. Uh, those are when you uh, when the writers of both uh, film, uh, of, of film, television, and even video games get recognized for their craft.
1: Right. So, uh, for those of you that don't know, the WGA is actually split into the East and West. Yeah. To turn on which have, coast uh, you live on.
0: West Side Story snap battles whenever they meet up.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: exactly. So, yeah, these happened uh, to start your big winners the of the year. Uh, call me by your name and get out uh, for film. One top honors here. Yep. Jordan Peele won for original screenplay, while James Ivory won for adapted screenplay for. Yep.
1: Name. Right, and both are nominated uh, for the Academy Award as well, yeah. which gives them a huge bump in those, in terms of winning.
0: Sure does. Brett Morgan uh, wins documentary screenplay for the movie Jane.
1: I believe that is about Jane Goodall, yeah, if I remember correctly. Right.
0: In television, Handmaid's Tale won hey, drama series and new series. I guess this is the first year it was eligible. Yes. Val Veep wins for comedy series because, of course, it does. Right, because
1: no one else watches any other comedies, apparently. I guess
0: not. Last Week Tonight won for comedy talk series. And Saturday Night Live one for comedy sketch series, which gets its own category, which is nice.
1: Yeah, it's nice they split those two up. So, SNL
0: against nothing. <laughs> like, what else? Uh,. IFC's Baroness Von Sketch Show. Like, I think that's for, the only Portlandia. Oh, uh, yeah. The very last season of Portlandia. Yeah, I don't know. That's that's a weird thing. Yeah. In other words, BoJack Horseman won for animated series. Will won. Yes. I think. And uh, Horizon Zero Dawn wins for video game.
1: Yeah. Which is... uh what?
0: Yeah. In a year where... I don't know. Breath I feel like the there's Wild. competition. No. Breath of the Wild is not. Going it's, to not be it's not a story. Nominated given? for its writing. I'm thinking more in a year of Wolfenstein and in, a year uh, of. Near. Freaking Night in the Freaking Woods. The,
1: you're all about Night in the Woods. I'm all about
0: Night in the Woods. I mean, there, I think that this is. I think that I'd be sure that there's good writing in Horizons Zero Dawn. Well, but
1: you haven't finished it, right? No, I haven't yeah. Yeah. It's, I think it's a that good the, story. The
0: ancillary stuff, like the, 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 the those pickups that kind of give more background to the mm-hmm. world and kind of backstory. Yeah, I could see I could see them being like, okay, there's so much here. And there's so much work that they did. We should honor it. Right. So I'm not mad. I'm just saying that it's not my preference. <laughs> but yeah, that's your WGA award. Yep,
1: so congratulations to those winners and uh, good luck trying to win next year. Good
0: luck. Moving on. 20th Century Fox has... Uh, moved it around some uh, things on its
1: calendar. Yeah, they got some shuffling going on over so, there.
0: Everybody shuffling, but specifically Fox. <laughs> uh, first up, Alita Battle Angel, which is based on an anime, I believe.
1: Yes, this is the trailer that you saw yeah. that had the ridiculously big cartoon eyes, and right. for some reason they didn't just cast Amanda Ugh. Seyfried in that role.
0: Ha <laughs> ha! you did there moves from July 20th release date to December 21st, which puts it directly up against Aquaman, Bumblebee, and Holmes and Watson. Yes. So do you think this is putting it to death?
1: Maybe, but this is also James Cameron produced and uh, uh, Rod Rodriguez directed.
0: So I don't know if this is a vote of confidence or a vote of no confidence. Right, because
1: (laughs) James Cameron likes that December release date. Yeah, he does. So I don't know if this is just him saying we need more time to work on the effects, so let's push it back, or if this is just them, just the studios saying we don't trust this movie, so let's put it back here.
0: I don't know. I which I think if scared. they <laughs> well,
1: I think if they didn't trust it. They would put it in January maybe instead of a Christmas release.
0: Well, I guess we'll find out. Yeah, uh, but also moving.
1: It's just well that that budget is also very high, so that may yeah. also be why they put it there. Because people are going to go to the movies anyways, so, yeah. Yeah,
0: you'd be right. Also moving, Shane Black's The Predator.
1: Oh, if you didn't know this movie was coming out, it's coming out. The Predator. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Not to be confused with Predator.
1: Or Predators. Or
0: Predators. Or Aliens or Predator. Right. Is this even a Predator movie? Is it that Predator? Uh,
1: Yes, it is that Predator. All
0: right, so Shane Black is writing a Predator movie. Uh,
1: Is he directing as well? Uh, Yes, he is directing as well.
0: Alright, that moves from August 3rd, just a month over, to September 14th. Right. But it will be against the recent, also recently moved Alpha and <laughs> Fighting with My Family.
1: I have no idea what that second movie is. Sounds like a
0: comedy, if I was to guess.
1: I believe so. Yeah. Sounds like a uh, Tyler Perry movie. Paul Rudd. I
0: don't know. <laughs> <laughs> before you said, I was trying to get, get that in before you said anything, but no. Yeah. maybe it's Tyler Perry. I don't yeah, know. but uh, yeah, Tyler Alpha Perry's fighting for your family. Maybe,
1: but yeah, uh, or Chris Rock.
0: Maybe,
1: uh, maybe Tyler Perry's
0: Chris Rock in.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, that Alpha movie is the um, ancient film, not ancient film, but it's old. So, yeah, the, the set in ancient times. Um, uh-huh. Man meets oh, Wolf. man
0: and dog. Yeah, man and dog. First the first dog movie.
1: Yes. Yeah. Okay, I remember that. Yes, no. that's Alpha. Okay. Um, I don't think anyone's going to see Alpha. I yeah. don't know who that movie is for. Dog people. Even for dog people. Like, I'm a dog person. I don't even want to see that movie.
0: Okay. Well, we'll find out. Taking its place in August will be The Darkest Minds, featuring Gwendolyn Christie and Mandy Moore.
1: Yes, that Mandy Moore.
0: That Mandy Moore.
1: Yes, uh, they swapped positions with that uh, right. the movie. That will be
0: August 3rd. Kenneth Branagh will return as Detective Hercule Poirot... Pura?
1: Yes, po po Pura? Pura? It's French.
0: In Death of the Ni- Death on the Nile, which is the, I guess, sequel to uh, the Orient Express. Correct. Uh, on November 8th,
1: 2019. Right. Next year.
0: Almost two years after Orient Express. It will go up against Bond twenty five when it's scheduled to release. Right. And, should it
1: meet that date? <laughs> yes,
0: should it. And Noel. Which I don't know what Noel. is. I don't know
1: what it is. It's just penciled in there. It's the first one,
0: from what I understand. Uh, no, it's <laughs> like the name Noelle, not Noel, like Christmas. Right. Uh, lastly, Blue Sky Studios, the Ice Age guys, <laughs> have taken March 5th, 2021 for the animated film Foster. But not much is known about this title yet. Uh, here's my guess. It's foster Chickens? About... No, I was going to oh, make dear. a Foster beer joke. Oh. I was going to say it's either about Australian beer... Or it's about uh, Broadway actress Sutton Foster.
1: Or it's about the foster chickens. Or it's about Or it's about adoption. Foster child. Foster child. A
0: foster child. Or it's about none of those things. <laughs> and it could literally be about anything.
1: <laughs> or a dog called Foster or something. Maybe. I don't know. Well, we'll, well find it's out. It's Blue Sky Studio, so it could literally be anything. We'll
0: find out in three years.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Got three, three, right. oh, three years. Ugh. Three years. Next story, right. Extinction. Yes, last story.
0: Two months after Universal has pulled Extinction off of its release schedule, Netflix picked it up. Mm-hmm. The film stars Michael Peña and Lizd Kaplan. I think you mean Lizzy.
1: Lizzy, it's Lizzy. You have a T there. I don't know why I As have a T there. <laughs> husband
0: and wife. Peña has a recurring nightmare of losing his family, but that becomes a reality when the planet is invaded by a force bent on destruction. Fighting for their lives, he comes to realize an unknown strength to keep his family safe from harm. Ben Young, director of Hounds of Love, directs this film from a script by Spencer Cohen and Bradley Caleb Kane, who I guess wrote for Fringe. Yes. So, uh, yeah, that sounds terrible.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, sorry, Michael Pena, but yeah. you're not a leading man.
0: So, yeah, that will be a streaming. I,
1: I could definitely movie. see why Universal pulled this yeah. thing.
0: Following up on our story last year about Netflix trying to get into debuting movies on streaming mm-hmm. instead of the production studios going with proper studios,
1: right? Proper uh, release schedule channels. distributions. But so, yeah, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, but we'll see. Yeah, so it's uh, by second time director Ben Young. Okay. Um, he directed a couple TV shows and uh, the one you said. Uh, the Hound of Love. Yeah. Was his first debut. Okay. directorial debut for for feature length. Got it. Uh Cohen, is this his first script? And then the other guy was like you said was yeah, a TV yeah, writer. Worked, worked on Fringe. Right, TV writer. Okay. So definitely sounds like Netflix, especially with the vein of uh Cloverfield Paradox that just premiered.
0: Yeah, that's true. So, it was, yeah, get ready to see that trend continuing. And that does it for movies. Uh, Yeah. So, television, Uh, we, we'll make this easy here. Pretty much all we've been watching is Olympics. So we're going to roll right into talking about uh, the Olympics.
1: Well, let's start with sports. We've got a couple sports stories okay. I guess stories there's some first. cleanup for sports here. Yeah, before we get to Olympics. Before
0: we get to Winter Olympics. But we right. definitely want to talk about those. Yes.
1: Yeah, so let's, let's clean up some sports stories first. All right.
0: So, in other sports, what do we have here? Ba, 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 ba.
1: Let's see. I don't
0: think you have any of the other sports written down. We should. Oh, pitchers and catchers report for spring yes. training today. Yep. With everyone else reporting next week. So, baseball players, get ready to watch your uh, dudes warm up.
1: Yep. Um, there's The trade deadline for NHL is fast approaching in two weeks. And this weekend is the NBA All-Star Game. Okay,
0: where's that uh, taking place this year? Los
1: Angeles. Oh, right here. Yes, so we so if I just looked up tickets. If you have twelve hundred dollars to spend, hey, <laughs> I definitely
0: those
1: would. are for good seats. I mean, if you want like cheap, the cheapest I found right now on StubHub were three fifty, <laughs> and that's like at the top of Staples Center.
0: That's disgusting
1: for the All Star Game, and then so yeah, so. Prepare for some awesome dunks, uh, the three-point contest, uh, skills competition, and then the uh, NBA no-defense all-star game this weekend. Uh, Counter-programming to the Olympics. I believe that will air on ABC uh, instead of ESPN, I believe. Also, there's a celebrity all-star game if anyone cares about that. I don't know who the celebrities are. I think last year Kevin Hart won the MVP for that. Somehow, even though he's short. (laughs) Not that Kevin Hart. Uh, Yes, that Kevin Hart. Oh, really? That Kevin Hart? Yeah, the celebrity celebrity all-star game. okay. Yes, that Kevin Hart. Even Kevin Hart. Yes. Um, But, yeah, I think that's pretty much it. Yeah, baseball gets started, and then...
0: Yeah, then we gotta talk about the big thing. Alright, so 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 the Winter Olympics Olympics in Pyeongchang, South Korea, have... Begun. Uh, Opening ceremonies were last Friday. A big bombastic uh, explosion of of fireworks and sparklers and drums and... Drones. (laughs) K-pop. And drones. Sponsored by Intel. It was ridiculous. It was over the top. But but like I told you, the whole time all I could think about is how crazy is Japan going
1: to be? Yes. Um, The USA, of course, walked into... Uh, size Gargham style playing. Yeah. And Americans, Absolutely. being American, decided to dance to the Gargham style. You know, how you do? Two. Yes.
0: Uh, but yeah, so far, the Olympics have been quite entertaining. We've watched um, a handful of Americans already get gold, uh, mostly snowboarding. It yes. seems like their breakout sport this year is definitely snowboarding uh, with the U.S. players. Tonight, uh, about just a mere hour ago uh, or so, uh, Sean White, a uh, famous uh, snowboarder, has taken home his third gold this time for halfpipe. Uh, so that's the third time he's uh, he's uh, earned the gold medal yes. in the Olympics. He the l- last time was two Olymp- Winter Olympics ago.
1: Right, uh, he landed a ninety-seven. Yeah. Uh, score for to win that gold. Yeah. But keep in mind, he landed ninety-eight in qualifying. <laughs> yeah. So it was an insane thing to
0: watch. Halfpipe was super entertaining. Uh, um, men's uh, yep. uh, slope style also was determined. Uh, a seventeen-year-old kid named Red Shoot. What's his last? Uh, Gerard. Red Gerard ended up taking gold there, beating his much older uh, competitors there, and just yes. owning it. Just, just did an amazing job. Right. Women also represented. Uh. Yes. The, uh,
1: the golden girl of these Olympics that everyone yes. has already coined. Chloe Kim. Yes. Luke Kim was the half-pipe master for the women, and she took home the gold for that. Right. At the mere age of 17. Yeah. You heard that right. Someone born this Seven-teen. millennia has won gold. Yep. She is uh, one of the youngest competitors for the Olympics.
0: Probably uh, time to mention that Red Gerard is 18, so they're yes. both pretty freaking young. Yes. Sean White, however, is 31 to to make me feel a little better about myself. Yes, and
1: but he (laughs) is still schooling all these young kids. Seriously.
0: Uh, lastly, there was another uh, gold medalist, but it came with some controversy. Do you want to talk about this? Because you knew more about the question mark than I did
1: about the win. Yes. So this was Downhill slalom.
0: Jamie Anderson. uh, This was a skiing event, Downhill slalom.
1: Yes. Um, Uh, She uh, did her run Oh, no, this wasn't, this wasn't swell, and this was, um, uh, um...
0: Downhill something.
1: Yes, it was, uh, grinds and flips and stuff. I forget what it's called. Yeah, uh, tricks and stuff, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> tricks and stuff. Tricks are for kids. Yes. Uh, but yeah, Jamie Anderson went, uh... Uh, she, she hit gold, or she, yeah. uh, she hit the top score with three runners left. Uh, one of those runners stopped halfway because the wind literally blew her backwards. Yeah. Uh, so she wasn't able to go off a jump... Uh, Meaning that uh, the judges, uh, meanwhile, had to determine if, because the wind was severe enough and stopped her literally in her tracks, if she was able to run again. Um, However, because uh, the remaining competitors did run and they all faced the same conditions, that on top of uh, Jamie Anderson doing her final run uh, basically closing out everything before the judges could make their decision secured the uh, the current gold medalist uh, for the um, for the world for the world games didn't get that opportunity to run again uh, because she stopped they determined that that was her run and scored her based on that instead yeah. of allowing her to run again. So,
0: whether or not that any any of that actually matters is kind of, you know, kind of up in the air. Right. I'm sure that whether country probably wishes that they had another chance, but realistically, it wasn't likely that they were going to beat Jamie's score.
1: Right, because even if she did run, she would have to hit a high 90s to win. Yeah. I mean, she is the current world gold world medalist. Right. But to hit that in those conditions yeah. would have been tough on its own.
0: So, yeah, regardless, uh, that means four golds so far uh, for the United States. We also watched some uh, uh, events where they have not gotten close to gold. Uh, we watched some curling. Yes, we watched curling. biathlon. The
1: Hamiltons. The Pepsi truck driver Hamilton. Yes, those are
0: <laughs> super entertaining to watch. Uh, we have yet to
1: do the teams for curling, so right, that will right, be later. Right, the men's team and the women's team. Uh, women's. Hockey. Yes. Uh, uh, will face Canada. Star. Yes. Uh, they will face Canada uh, for the end of group play. Both teams are tied uh, in points at six apiece, meaning that whoever wins will get the top spot, and yeah. the sec and whoever loses is still guaranteed to move on.
0: And there is plenty of figure skating going on. There was the team competition that opened the games, and right now we're in pairs. Uh, and so far, the Americans are not doing great in um, either. I think we, what, we didn't even medal in
1: team? It, no, we got third in team. We got okay, bronze. we got bronze
0: in team. But, yeah, pairs, it looks like we're probably not going to medal. Right. Uh,
1: uh, the big ones to look forward to. Individual, individual, individual. the ones to watch. Yes, with Nathan, with the quadruple master, yes. uh, Nathan Chen.
0: Oh, yeah, speaking of... Uh, and and uh, the triple
1: axel Yes. Yeah, speaking queen. of axles,
0: we should talk about, yeah, so what's her name?
1: Marais.
0: Marian?
1: No, no, it's Marai.
0: Something, Try something, uh, but yeah, she uh made uh, Olympic history by nailing a triple axle, uh, which I guess a woman hadn't done.
1: Uh, no, it had not been done since Tanya Harding, oh, so it's just been a long at the time. Olympics, yes. And she did it back in 1988, so yeah, it's been
0: like 30 years,
1: yeah, so yeah, not bad. Uh, so yeah, uh,
0: we'll definitely keep you up to date, we'll be keeping watching this. So next week. We'll, uh, we'll let you know all the crazy Olympic events that have happened since. We'll keep you posted. Right. But I, I, I on...
1: believe current um, medal leader is Norway. Followed, As always. Followed by Canada. Because they always are. Right. But yeah.
0: Uh, but moving on uh, yes. to an Olympic-related story. Oh, yeah. Before we move out of the Olympics. Yes. Uh, so NBC, after the uh, airing of the opening ceremonies had to cut ties with one of their analysts. During the opening ceremony, there was a bit where they were talking about the relationship between South Cor- or Korea...
1: Yeah, uh, the Korean Peninsula.
0: And Japan.
1: Right. This was as Japan was walking out. Yes.
0: Japan was coming out. Um, I want to note here, you don't have this noted here. Okay. But I, so I was watching this, right. and I know the context for the conversation. All right. They did open it by noting the occupation. Okay. As you might not know, unless you're a huge history guy, James, Japan ruled Korea uh, back in the nineteen ten nineteen ten to nineteen forty five for a period. Uh, it was under Japanese rule. It was not a, of course, welcomed thing. Uh, no, it was, it was
1: an imperialism yes, rule of a bloody occupation of the peninsula. Not
0: great. Koreans, you know, not a fan. I guess that's the simplest way to put it. Yeah. Uh, so there's always been kind of cultural tension between the two nations. Uh, they did mention this, this analyst and, the part- and his partner, uh, whoever else was doing it. I remember they mentioned that first. Mm-hmm. But analyst Joshua Cooper-Remo, who we're speaking of here, followed that up by saying, Every Korean will tell you that Japan is a cultural, technological, and economic example that has been so important to their own transformation. As if trying to spin, basically, like, the dark part of that story into, yes, but in recent years, they've been able to look to Japan as an inspiration, is essentially what I think he was trying to say. Yes,
1: he was trying to say that because Japan has grown as a technological power in recent years, so has Korea, because... Samsung is based yeah. in South Korea. I see where and, he's coming yes. from, but the
0: problem here is by making it look like the Koreans were doing, thing those things because Japan was, which is not necessarily the cause. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, needless to say, uh, South Korea's uh, South Koreans are not super happy with that. And so, yeah, after some uh, uproar, NBC had to fire the analyst. Uh, he was supposed to commentate during several sports. Later on down the line, but uh, will not be able to. As right, he's well, been let go from the network.
1: Yes, uh, it is of note that NBC still aired this comment. Yes. fourteen hours after. Definitely heard it. Uh, yes, fourteen hours after Even the Even on original. the second
0: showing, when they showed it at eight.
1: Right. It wasn't <laughs> until that the next day that they got yeah. all this uproar from South Korea.
0: Like I said, I think it's tricky because I know what he was trying to say right, and I don't think he meant any ill will towards it. I frankly don't think he should have lost his job for that. Uh, there's way worse things he could have said. Yes, I think this was an innocent mistake that he didn't know he was making. Uh, that being said, you know, well, you know, obviously NBC has the right to do that. So whatever. Mm-hmm. But but yeah, I don't know. This is a tricky one because um,
1: yes, but I'll, here's inter-country the
0: thing. relations is kind of the whole thing about the Olympics, and you can easily screw up.
1: Yes, uh, here's the other thing about this guy. He's also on the board of directors for Starbucks and FedEx. Oh, okay. So, yeah. So, we'll see. Well, So, he's, he's not, been... this isn't, like, too yeah. damaging for him. No, I wouldn't think so. No.
0: All right, so that's finally, we're moving out of the Olympics yeah. to uh, something very, very opposite.
1: Cartoons. Cartoons! Uh,
0: so, yeah, one of the uh, prime uh, entrepreneurs, I guess you could say, of the cartoon world over the last 20 Dude. years has been Butch Hartman. He is the creator of Fairly Odd Parents and Danny Phantom and has worked in uh, cartoons probably since, like, the early 90s, I want to say.
1: So yes. 20-plus uh, years
0: in the industry. I've seen his credit uh, on all sorts of things. Yes,
1: he started working with Hanna-Barbera yes. before getting uh, his own shot at Nickelodeon's... Um, right. Oh, not, Oh, yeah, cartoons, I think.
0: So, yeah, that happens. Uh, that happened because... He worked on the similar uh, show on Cartoon Network before that that was run by Hanna-Barbera right. that birthed Dexter's Laboratory and mm-hmm. uh, Powerpuff Girls. He worked on that show first. Right. Uh, Butch Hartman even has a credit on that same series' um, short that was designed by none other than Seth MacFarlane, <laughs> uh, who, which ended up kind of morphing into Family Guy down the line. So yeah, Butch Hartman's been doing a lot of stuff in this industry for a long time, but he's chosen Nickelodeon as a home for the last 20 years, but that will no longer be the case. After 20 years working at the network, he has decided to leave Nickelodeon for good. Started in 1997.
1: Breaking news, Michael Phelps had another kid. Yep,
0: surprise, surprise. Yep, uh,
1: a beckon Richard Phelps. There you go. Future swimmer.
0: Yeah, probably. Anyways. Anyways. (laughs) Uh, Starting in 1997 with uh, with Fairly Odd Parents, uh, early production work. That show didn't debut until two thousand. I want to say. Right. Well, because um,
1: it was a part of the Oh Yeah! Cartoons right. feature, to which it was like a featured. Yeah. And, and then it was short, short, and then got picked up. Yeah, got picked up. Yeah, for it got picked up for six episodes, but those six episodes were constantly on repeat. That they garnered yes. so, much, so much fans. That they ordered a full season for, for Fairly Odd Parents.
0: So, yeah, and then since then developed three other shows for the network. So, Fairly Odd Parents, uh, Danny, Phantom. Danny Phantom, Tough, Tough, Tough Puppy. Puppy.
1: Yes. <laughs> and. <laughs> yeah, something was <laughs> Uh Yes. It, it, it aired like two years ago, okay. but only had one season. I dropped
0: off after Danny Phantom. I was just like, yeah, I don't like this at all. Wait,
1: you didn't like Danny Phantom? I hated it. I love Danny Phantom. Okay. I felt like I was like I feel like I'm too old for this. Well, yes, at the end of Danny, like, I don't think <laughs> no. I ever finished Danny Phantom. Yeah, but yeah, right around like halfway through it, I, I, that's when I also fell off from the yeah, Nickelodeon. I didn't, I didn't get it. Uh, but
0: yeah, I. He will now focus his efforts on his on the newly minted Goop app. Yes, it's a terrible name for an app. It is,
1: but it is for uh for cartoons. Cartoons. That's cool. Yes. It's, as, it's only for cartoons uh, on new animators and such.
0: Okay. As well as publishing books. He will be uh, doing some book work. Mm-hmm. He's also contracted with a company called that we mentioned here on this very podcast before called Pocket Watch. Right. Uh, with a new compu- with a new cartoon that will debut on there, as well as working on his podcast, Speech Bubble, which is for animators.
1: <laughs> yeah. I thought that was kind of funny. Yeah.
0: So good for uh, Butch Hartman. He seems like a real cool guy, and he seems like he knows animation. So. Yes,
1: um, he actually had a daughter uh, back in December of ninety-seven when we first started Nickelodeon. So his daughter yeah. is as old as Fairly Odd Parents.
0: I remember. I, I remember we watched that one uh, one uh, um, YouTube video of him where he was like trying to draw Pokemon. Yes, <laughs> by what they were named, and it was hilarious because he had no idea.
1: You're right. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that was pretty funny. Uh, so yeah, uh, good guy. Uh, all, all power to him as he moves on to his new endeavors. Next up, Hulu in Hulu is
1: 2017, in trouble.
0: 17. Hulu lost 920 million dollars compared to just a 531 million loss <laughs> the previous year. They reported earlier that they expected to spend two point five billion dollars on content in twenty seventeen, so that's actually kinda less. Hulu has reported more than 17 million subscribers for its on-demand and live TV packages. According to estimates, Hulu's losses will climb 80% in 2018 to ultimately a $1.7 billion loss, whereas the parent companies will invest an additional $1.5 billion in the venture to keep it
1: breathing. Right. Uh, these parent companies we're talking about are the three big ones plus CW. Yes. Uh, That's NBC, Viacom, and Disney.
0: Yes. Now, of course, this is all kind of interesting. I'm sorry, not Viacom,
1: Fox. Fox. Yes. Fox has the other piece. Viacom stayed out. Right. Viacom. All things. Right, because Viacom is has ABC access. All all, right. CBS access. access, access Yes, all access. But
0: yeah, you're right. Uh, Of course, this might be null and void, as we talked about as early as next year. We could be talking about a Disney takeover of this thing.
1: Right, um, Disney would then own sixty percent. Yeah. But they are still scheduled to launch their app, uh, their very own Disney Channel app, at the end of twenty nineteen, which is next year. So yeah,
0: anything can happen. So we'll see. Yep. Uh, so yeah, next up, Crazy
1: Ex-Girlfriend, which is a show I
0: uh I liked the first couple seasons of. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've kind of dropped off third season. I need to catch up at some point.
1: Right, well, it's because it's on. We don't get CW. Yeah,
0: but Isn't it definitely it? is a show with its fans. People love this show, and guess what? They're taking the show on the road. Boom! The entire cast is going on a tour, a live tour. It's beginning March thirty first for an eight city, eight stops in eight cities. Tickets go on sale tomorrow for stops in Portland, Seattle, Chicago, Boston, New York, Philadelphia, Washington DC, and of course. Los Angeles. Okay. Over the course of 44 episodes, the show had featured over 100 original songs. It's kind of its thing. It's, yeah. it's a musical show. It, they write original songs. Every single episode is packed with two or three of them. Um, and so now fans will get to see up close the performing of these songs, led by, of course, star Rachel Bloom.
1: Right, but there's a catch.
0: Unfortunately, as these tours go, not all cast members will be available at all shows. So check your local venue website for details. Which means they'll have to have understudies for these dudes. So yeah, you might not go and see, uh, you know, uh, Josh Chan
1: uh, be actual Josh Chan,
0: (laughs) or you might not see uh, what's his name Mustache Dude. Yes. uh, But yes, Rachel
1: Bloom is expected to do Rachel Bloom do
0: everything because you have to have her.
1: Right. She is the creator (laughs) and showrunner and star of that that show. And
0: writes all the songs. Yes. So
1: yeah,
0: needless to say. If you like this show, go check out and you live by near one of these uh, major cities. Go check it out. Buy some tickets. Have some fun. Uh, it'll probably be a lot of fun. A lot of those songs from that show are hilarious. I hope they do uh, Santa Ana wins. That is my favorite <laughs> of <novel. laughs> That one's great. Uh, yes. oh, moving
1: oh, on. I, lastly, lastly, in news that happened literally a couple hours ago, Okay. Uh, I mentioned this to you real briefly. Uh, but Netflix decided to pick up, uh, sh- oh, show, yeah. showrunner, show uh, not, not Brian Fuller, the other guy, uh, but
0: Brian Murphy. Yes.
1: Ryan Murphy so for he, a five year, $300 million deal.
0: Yes. in a move reminiscent of their, uh, Ava DuVernay pickup mm-hmm. from, uh, late last year. Netflix has taken a big player in TV away from television. So this potentially means that Ryan uh, Ryan Murphy will start making his uh, series, including anthology series American Horror Story and American Crime Story, most lucrative, yep. uh, to Netflix instead of FX, moving off of cable onto streaming. So this pretty much locks him up.
1: Yep. Oh, you're thinking of uh, Shonda Rhimes too. Shonda Rhimes. Sorry, not yes.
0: Ava DuVernay. I was thinking the wrong one. Right. Ava DuVernay <laughs> is the director. Right. Uh, yes, yeah, Shonda Rhimes locked her up. Uh, But yeah, um, that's kind of a big deal,
1: especially seeing as... That means he's cutting ties with 20th Century Fox. Correct. Which, that deal with Disney is still technically on. Yeah,
0: I wonder if this was a preliminary thing, we don't want Disney to have this kind of move by Netflix.
1: Or it's, I don't know where I would fit in a Disney world, because this stuff is kind of very R-rated.
0: Yes, but Disney also gets around that. In all yes. sorts of ways, and always has. Now, that's the common misconception, is like, oh, well, well so this should such be too, like, not family-friendly enough for Disney. It's like, that hasn't been an issue since 1970s. You know, like, right. they've solved that problem with, first with... Uh, first with... Uh, 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 Touchstone? Touchstone. And then, then Miramax. Period, with Miramax when they owned it, and more recently with the rebranding of Freeform. Right. It's not ABC Family anymore for a reason, because... Freeform allows them to make that channel whatever the hell they want it to
1: be. Right, because it no longer has the ABC branding in front of so it. So yeah,
0: no, I don't think that that's an issue you have to worry about. I think that um, this was probably a money thing. They were probably offered him enough to leave.
1: Maybe. And I mean, for $300 million, dollars, yeah.
0: But this means that Netflix has potential awards in their future because, as we know, American Crime Story O.J. Simpson was the favorite of the Emmys.
1: Right, um... I'm not so much certain about uh, Versace. Versace, because it is going more into the killer aspect instead of Versace Yeah, and his. but
0: I think that also it's been doing pretty well critically. Oh, yes. So Cr- critics love this thing. I think you'll still see it show up in award season. Yes. Uh, but yeah, needless to say, this is a big prestige name, and, I'm, I'm, I, and there is no surprise that Netflix thought it was a good kit. So yeah, um, we'll definitely have to wait and see what happens out of this, but uh, it's nothing but good for Netflix. Yep.
1: Now uh, moving on
0: uh, out of television into cancellations and renewals. Yes.
1: So, so what bit the dust?
0: All right. So first up, we have uh, not not so much cancellations. We got a couple of renewals here. The four. Has been renewed for a second season at Fox.
1: I think without that producer guy. Without the producer guy who has been <laughs>
0: uh, fired from the show after allegations of sexual assault.
1: Oh, also, a uh, quick side note. Uh, yes. The 4 did end this past weekend. Okay. The champ was crowned. I didn't watch. I don't know who it is. I just yeah. know that it ended. <laughs> so if you watch the 4, good for you. Uh, next up, an
0: unexplicable renewal. Tosh.0 oh, yeah. has been renewed for... Three more seasons, and will air on Comedy Central through 2020.
1: So, good for you, frat boys of America. You have <laughs> a YouTube highlight show ready for you.
0: And lastly, another renewal. In fact, there are no cancellations this week.
1: Yeah, there's only three shows this week.
0: Bosch on Amazon yes. has been renewed for a fifth season, ahead of its fourth season debut, which will air on April
1: 13th. Right, uh, this is the cop show, Bosh. Air, Bosch.
0: air, that's not true, it's a streaming Stream. Whatever. <laughs> It'll be available to you. Yes. On April 13th, so yes. there
1: you go. Um, oh, before we, we get to it, have we been watching TV?
0: No, I figured that since we've we been Watch. watching mostly Olympics, yeah. we didn't really have anything to talk about, so just move right yeah. past
1: it. Um, but, for those of you who are interested... That Joel McHale show, the Joel McHale show, premieres this weekend. Yeah,
0: I'm going to definitely check that out. I'm looking forward to seeing that.
1: Right. Uh, Yeah, that premieres on Friday and then weekly episodes after that.
0: Yeah. But it just so happens that kind of because of the Olympics, all my shows are off. Oh, yeah. Same here. Because, uh, yeah, like the season ended for the stuff that I was watching and... uh, uh, SNL is not on because of the Olympics for the next few weeks, two weeks? Um, so, in order
1: to fill the time slots, CBS has been running two hour shows. It's <laughs> the usual one uh, uh, because I watched The Amazing Race. Yeah. Uh, they've been doing two hour specials the past two weeks. Uh, not only to get rid of the episodes, but also because they have nothing else to show.
0: So there you go.
1: But yeah, pretty much everything else is off because of the Olympics. So yeah. So Not a lot of,
0: of TV to talk about
1: except Olympics. So, uh, end of. So what? What the Olympics over the eighteenth? Uh, two
0: two and a half weeks. So yeah, I think. So end of the next week ne- then. End of next week.
1: Right. Yeah, I think through the tw. It's it's eighth through the twentieth.
0: Almost to the end of the year, or the and, end, end of the month. month. End yeah. Of the <laughs> twentieth. Really so
1: yeah. So next Tuesday, I think, would be the end of the Olympics.
0: So yeah, uh, we'll of course uh, let you know uh, what happens there. Yep. Moving on to our final thing in television, even though it's only tangentially related, is deaths. Yes. We unfortunately have a handful of deaths for you this week.
1: Right. All all notable, too.
0: First up, Daryl Singletary, age 46, who was an American country music singer. Uh, Songs include I Let Her Lie and The Note. Yes. I've definitely heard this name before. The Note sounds familiar. I wonder if I... Yes, he was
1: also a songwriter before he was a singer.
0: Got it. Also, Jan, Max- Jan Maxwell, age 61, who was an actress and singer, uh, starred in Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, and then much later, Gossip Girl.
1: Yes, uh, as not one of the girls, but one of the moms. <laughs> that makes
0: sense. Also, Troy Blakely, age 68, music executive and talents manager, managed Sammy Hagar, Red Hot Chili Peppers, and Poison. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Reg
0: E. Kathy...
1: Reg, uh, Reg, Reg, Reggie. Reg, Reggie, Reggie,
0: Reggie. Reg E. Kathy, age 59, actor. Uh, was in the Wire, House of Cards, Fantastic Four, and won an Emmy
1: in 2015. Yes, uh, he was the black guy uh, who ran the barbecue shop in uh, House of Cards. He was also oh. the dad of Michael B. Jordan. Okay. In the most recent Fantastic Four. Got it. Uh, so you—he's a character actor. You've definitely seen him around. You'd recognize the yes. face. Yes.
0: That sounds like, yeah, somebody you recognize. Lastly, uh, the one I heard about this week, uh, composer Johan Johansson. Yes. This was the big one that happened this week. uh, Age 48. Young. Composer for Arrival, The Theory of Everything, and Sicario. Yes. Uh, This guy
1: was on the rise.
0: Yeah, was on the rise. uh, Has made some pretty impressive scores over the last few years. Super... Uh, super big loss in the composing, uh, especially yes. in the film world. Worked
1: on a lot of synth stuff. So, yes. Uh, especially at the, uh, the Theory of Everything. That's a really great soundtrack. I listened to it this past weekend. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so uh, if you want to listen to, to some great synths, check that out.
0: Yeah. Uh, so yeah, uh, the, the, the film world and the music world will be uh, less without them.
1: <sighs> Moving on. Uh, oh, and lastly, um, the creator of Machinima died. I think oh. I think it was Machinima or IGN. Oh, okay. It was one of the gaming websites. Huh. Uh, he died. I didn't hear about that. Yeah. Uh, the CEO, I forget his name. I know I should have wrote it down, but I forgot to look it up. I don't know. But yeah, he also passed away this past week. All
0: right. Well, All right. well let's move next on. Next up. Is music. Yes. Speaking um, of Johan
1: Johansson.
0: How, what else have you been listening to then? If you've already started talking about it.
1: Yeah, so I listened to, to that theory of Everything because of that mm. guy. Because of Johansson. Um, I also listened to MGMT's new album. Yeah, I heard you're listening to that Uh name. The Dark Age. Yeah. Um, definitely an MGMT album. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, if you really like them, this is definitely right up your alley. Uh, not my favorite. Uh, nothing was super poppy. Nothing was super catchy for me. But it was decent enough to where I didn't want to turn it off. Okay. That's, that's a recommendation, I guess. Yeah. Uh, I think that's pretty much it. I also, listen to the greatest soundtrack. Uh, Great it, Showman. Yes. No, the you greatest. Mean the greatest soundtrack. soundtrack. It the greatest soundtrack. <laughs> the Greatest Showman soundtrack <laughs> again, because, uh, why not? Because I can. But yeah, other than
0: that, I didn't, I didn't listen to I don't think I listened to anything. Um, so we can get rolling right into Billboard. Oh, I did
1: or... listen to, uh, the Black Panther, <laughs> uh, soundtrack. Uh, I didn't realize that
0: was out. I thought that was coming out this weekend.
1: Um, they had a couple songs out oh, on Spotify. I uh, I listened to the Kendrick Lamar thing, uh, okay. that he did for it. It's in the trailer, too. Yes. Um, it's okay. it's okay. Yeah, I'm not a huge Kendrick Lamar fan. I know that's yeah. a sin in, in this, <laughs> this day and age. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I'm not a huge Kendrick Lamar fan. But it was okay for me. You know, it, it's Kendrick Lamar rapping for sure. And he also says the king a lot in it because <laughs> <laughs> it references the king. Black Panther, literally the king. Yes.
0: Yeah, that
1: makes sense. But yeah. So, okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that uh, album drops day or on friday because of the movie i think you're right i think it's friday right so
0: yeah look forward to that billboard time your hot 100 which is your singles list is topped once again for the third week by god's plan by drake hey drake number two is still perfect by ed sheeran number three is still finesse by bruno mars and cardi b four is still havana by camilla cabello featuring young thug and number five is Rockstar by Post Malone and 21 Savage again.
1: Wait, sounds like nothing changed. Nothing changed from last
0: week, guys. Did anything drop? Things got comfortable. Moving on to the Billboard 200. Which All is right, album so list. this
1: should be Man of the Woods. It though. is
0: Man of the Woods. is your number yes. one album debuting at number one with a bullet. Dropping down to number two is Culture 2 by Amigos. Number three is greatest Showman Soundtrack. Number four is Divide by Ed Sheeran. And number five. 24 carrot magic. So
1: everything just drops, because, so everything drops because Justin Timberlake can yeah, finally chart. But don't expect him to stay up there. <laughs> he definitely charted. Yes, he That's definitely perfect. will not stay up there, though.
0: All right, moving into new releases. Yes. Coming up this week, a new oh. album by Belle and Sebastian called yeah. How to Solve Our Human Problems. New album from Born Ruffians, Uncle Duke and the Chief. Haven't heard a song by the Born Ruffians since 2009. <laughs> a new album by brandy carlisle by the way i forgive you Aww. escape the fate brings you i am human marion williams has make way for love ought with room inside the world i'll probably check that out i like all pianos become teeth love. <laughs> that's, a name.
1: that's a good name
0: since his fall has if there is light it will find you Wow. Ancient punk band Super Chunk has an album. What a time to be alive.
1: Especially if you're Super Chunk for making an album. The only thing I
0: know about Super Chunk is that Sonic Youth mentioned them in a song that that was written in 1994. (laughs) So they've been around for a while. Um, Taiga brings you Kyoto. U.S. Girls, which I've heard of as well, in a poem unlimited. Wild Beasts with... Last night, all my dreams came true, come true, live.
1: Yes, a live album. live album. Live album.
0: That's it for new releases.
1: All right, so let's talk about some news then.
0: Moving on to f- some future, future releases here. If you want to be my lover, you have to get with my friends. And my friends are the Spice Girls. Not really, but I just wanted to say that. <laughs> yes. The Spice Girls are getting back together. Yes.
1: You heard that right.
0: 20 years later, officially doing a reunion tour. The group recently reunited with manager Simon Fuller.
1: Yes, that's that Simon, Simon Fuller, Fuller from American Idol.
0: To begin planning their world tour, which will kick off in late summer and include stops in the UK and in the US. So, if you want to see some Spice Girls action with, um, uh, let's see, Victoria Beckham. Uh, Are
1: you it. trying to get names or Spice uh, Yeah, or Spices? I do their names.
0: <laughs> good Uh, luck (laughs) Mel B and Mel C okay Uh, and the others and
1: the others and the other
0: two I don't know what Baby's name is Baby and Scary yeah I don't know who Scary's name is (laughs) yes
1: apparently this tour was supposed to happen last year when they met but Victoria Beckham was the holdout right but now she's got nothing else to do so why not yes I think her kids are finally uh, grown enough to where she needs the money because David Beckham's retired or something yeah I don't know what well, either way, uh, yeah. So uh, get your Spice Girls tickets. Get them while they're hot. Uh, what year while is it spicy? again? What? What year is it again?
0: I have no idea anymore. <laughs> uh, moving on to something else old, coming back, the Smashing Pumpkins.
1: Yes, this is an interesting story. Yeah, this has
0: some wrinkles to it. Yeah, uh, there is a suspicious clock on the website for the Smashing Pumpkins counting down to this Thursday. When they are all but expected to announce a reunion tour, which everybody kind of expected, Billy Corgan, the crazy like
1: Basist wrestling
0: com- promoter now. Oh yeah, like, he was doing a wrestling thing for a while, and like he showed up on Info Wars, I
1: guess, recently <laughs> to talk to Alex Jones about something. Uh, he's just a,
0: I don't know what's going on with Billy Corgan.
1: He's got but, something in his head, and yeah, he's got to get, get it out.
0: Uh, he recently shared a photo with the band's original guitarist, James Eha, and drummer, Jimmy Chamberlain. However, one of these people is missing. Who's missing? Of course, Darcy Darcy Retzky, who was a bassist, I believe, yes. in the original lineup. Yeah, she was the bassist. Between her and Corgan, they had exchanged messages about whether or not she would be included in the reunion. Later, Corgan revealed that the band had already recorded 26 songs together without her. <laughs> And this her about his intentions of getting together to record one song before the tour. Uh, yeah, this is kind of, there's a he said, she said thing going on mm-hmm. right now. Uh, Corgan's come out and basically been like, oh, well, we told her. Like, she could have joined us and all this stuff. But then Darcy's out there actually showing actual text messages between her and, J- and, uh, and, Billy. and Billy Corgan. Basically be like, yeah, no.
1: I was never yeah, invited. yeah. See, see, his timeline doesn't match up with what he says. Yeah, no, it doesn't make any sense. Right. Chances are, uh, she's probably
0: right here. Uh, yeah, he probably didn't invite her for some, maybe a, some
1: bad blood or it whatever. Was, aren't maybe. they the reason they broke up in the first place? I actually don't know. Okay. Um,
0: you're asking the wrong person. I only tangentially like the Smashing Pumpkins. <laughs> I'm very hot and cold with them. Okay. There's some singles I like. Off of like the first couple albums that I'm like, yeah, that's fun.
1: The you ones know, that everyone likes? 1979,
0: you know, is a good song. Yeah. I like Cherub Rock. You know, there's some good stuff early on there. But man, just Billy Corgan, just has, just everything he's done since has just been like really turned me off. Bad taste Of all of that stuff. And so, yeah, it's hard for me to get into them. So, yeah, I don't know enough about why they broke up. And they had reunited in the past, too. I think around like 2005, they did like a reunion album and stuff so they're not foreign to this concept right it just sucks that if you're getting the original band back together you're missing a member of the original band just saying moving on uh from from the smashing pumpkins to smashing ticket sales google is cracking down with new rules on ticket resale websites they will now require all websites to make clear that they are secondhand ticket sellers and not firsthand. Any secondary site advertising on Google now has to carry a disclaimer at the top of its page saying that they aren't the primary seller of those tickets.
1: This sure. is good. They have to say resell on on, on any uh, advertisement uh, yes. that they run for Google.
0: Google spokesperson Jennifer Kaiser said. We felt like we needed to do more to make sure the advertising of secondary ticketing is clear on our platform. Since the announcement, ticket sellers Get Me In, Via GoCo, StubHub, and SeatWave have now made the change demanded from them. So that's good. So we already have these resellers uh, kind of getting on board with this new, new requirement.
1: Right. It's uh, definitely a good step in the right direction. It's definitely a good thing to see Google. Uh, taking the lead on this, um, so we've talked about ticket resellings, like at nauseam. Yeah, the- <laughs> and guess what? We're not done. Podcast. And no, uh, yeah, <laughs> we're not done because our next story is actually yes. about reticket sellers.
0: Moving across the pond to the UK, the UK's first ticketing pl- platform to implement real-world cha- real-world blockchain technology. Yes, you heard me right. Blockchain getting into that cryptocurrency, has launched new BitTickets blockchain technology to fight against secondary ticketing. The new technology will create a wallet feature to store tickets, allowing tickets from any provider to be held in one place. The entire ticket journey can be tracked by pr- promoters from purchase to entry. To crack down on
1: illicit sales, I guess? Yes, this is to crack down on third-party sales... Uh, scalpers, yeah. and anyone else trying to take advantage of tickets.
0: That's smart. It also includes identity profiling to spot ticket touts and ticket bots. Blockchain technology has been heralded by some of the music industry as a solution to managing increased volumes and complexity of music rights and usage data in the digital marketplace. But like I said, if that word sounds familiar, it's because Cryptocurrency idiots have been saying the word blockchain a lot lately. Right. It's technology that's used for all sorts of things, but right now it's basically for Bitcoin.
1: Right. (laughs) Uh, In in shorthand term, it means that you're able to track where each ticket was bought, who had control of each ticket, and how much each ticket had been sold for up until the point that the ticket is actually finally used at the concert venue.
0: Yeah. It's interesting stuff. I hope that it's used for good. And uh, that sounds so far like a really good plan, and uh, we'll see if that affects uh, the business enough to make any difference. Yep. All right. Moving out of music into video games. Now we have not touched a video game, I don't think, since last week.
1: Uh, I played Madden, and uh-huh. I did download a new thing on my new game on my phone okay. to play to play um, in a sense called Underhand.
0: Okay. What's Underhand?
1: I don't know. You no. don't know. <laughs> You've been playing it, but no. you don't know what it is. It's, it's a cult card game. A cult card game? Yes, where you're the leader of a cult. Oh, okay. No, not no, I thought you meant like it had a cult following.
0: Like, I was like, all right, okay. Oh, like
1: you're the leader of a cult. A uh, cult, okay. Yes, and it gives you a, a set um, deck of cards to play with, and you can uh, get resources and then spend those resources to counteract uh, different stuff like famine, uh, police raids, and also use, use them to activate um, special rituals oh, okay. uh, that you have to cycle through the deck several times in order to finally complete the ritual without either getting caught or running out of resources or the police busting you. Oh, jeez. Okay. Yeah. This uh, is crazy. Yeah, it's a little bit insane. Uh, the first yeah. couple of times I played it, I didn't quite understand it. But about the third time, I was like, okay, I know finally know all the cards that are in the deck. And so I know what I need to work towards. Yeah. In order to like finally complete a ritual, so once I understood that part of the game, it became a little bit easier for me to to manage. But it's it's a challenging game because you quickly run out of resources with this thing. Yeah, and, yeah. and trying to determine what card comes next while still like being in the game without trying to get without being knocked out is is quite challenging. Uh, and so, if you like card games, uh, pick it up. It's free. It's a free game to play, uh, but you know, don't. I'm not really sucking a whole lot of my time in this thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, cool. But other than that, I did play some more Madden uh, Ultimate Team. I've probably stopped because I don't need to upgrade my team anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, even post Super Bowl, they still added some fresh content to keep people coming back. Cool. So good on EA for keeping stuff fresh. Keeping it alive. Yep. Um, I think I'm pretty much done with Monster Hunter World. Yeah, I mean, I still want to jump back into it, but
0: I just haven't had time.
1: Yeah. Oh, and I did finally finish Final Fantasy Fifteen, and I have to you say, did. that story is great, that gameplay is amazing, and I kind of want to put it on my list for twenty fifteen when it came <laughs> out. But Yo, back in I time. I yes. <laughs> we retrack uh, because everything I saw about that game coming out, it looked great, but. Because it came out at the end of the year, I just wasn't into any like any new game or Final Fantasy specifically. Yeah. But I did get it as a Christmas gift last year, uh, and I finally beat it. Um, yeah, definitely a good game. Uh, if, if it's on sale at your local GameStop or on the marketplace, pick it up. Because it's an emotional journey and definitely well worth it. And I didn't realize until the end of the game that Florence the Machine did the title song for that thing. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, which I thought was cool, but I didn't realize till the very end. <laughs> oh. oh. Yeah, i yeah. are known for their, their theme songs. Yeah. Well, because it's actually a cover song. Oh, okay. Yeah, which is why I didn't really recognize that it was Florence in the first place. That makes sense. All
0: right. Well, then uh, let's move on to some games of the moment here. In fact, games that are coming this week. Yes, new releases. Slice Dice and Rice for <laughs> the PlayStation 4, which is a great name. Yes. Uh, Fee? That would be FE, like iron. Yes. Uh, for PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and Switch. Yep. Metal Gear Survive for PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. That would be the first uh, the multiplayer-focused uh, Metal Gear game post-Kojima. So,
1: right. Uh, uh, there's yes. also rumored of a Metal Gear anthology collection. I heard about that, yeah. But nothing has been confirmed. Uh, we'll right. talk more about that later.
0: Okie dokie. Fire Emblem Warriors Shadow Dragon for Switch.
1: Zeo Drifter for Switch. Bayonetta and Bayonetta 2 make their Switch debut. Right, uh, this is all on the h- heels of a Bayonetta 3 in Which the works. And later in the year. Yes. The Station for PlayStation 4 or Xbox One. Pinball
0: FX3. Jurassic World Pinball. <laughs> yeah. For PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and Switch. Right, this Those is. Uh,
1: yes, that is ahead of the most recent Jurassic World. A uh, movie, uh, Fallen Kingdom, which comes out uh, in the summer. I think it's a July release? Yeah. Maybe June. I wouldn't bet
0: on that date. But what I would bet on...
1: <laughs> what, what, what are you betting on?
0: Is electronic gambling. Oh, okay. <laughs> or not really. No. Um, so yeah, well, let's move over to the island state of Hawaii, because they've been making some laws. Yes. State lawmakers introduced legislation to limit the implementation of electric gambling systems. Four proposed bills introduced last month target exploitative monetization, including video game loot boxes. Uh,
1: This is specifically video game loot boxes, but just gambling in general, too.
0: So yeah, House Bill 2686 and Senate Bill 3024 would prohibit the sale of any game featuring a system wherein players can purchase a randomized reward using real money to anyone younger than 21. House Bill 2727 and Senate Bill 3025 would require video game publishers to prominently label games containing such randomized purchase systems, as well as disclose the probability of rates of receiving each loot box reward. More than half of the U.S. states are pursuing some form of loot box oversight legislation. It's happening.
1: Right. Uh, this is, I uh, have to note that this is state government, not so even though we say house bills and senate bills, yeah. those are state, state house and state, state senate, senate, not not actual like U.S. Uh, house of representatives. So
0: yeah, right now it'll be just basically up to state legislature to uh, legislature uh, to determine whether or not they want to play nice with these loot boxes or not. I hope that some of this legislation goes through, though. Um,
1: I hope. I think the gambling of twenty one bills... is a good one.
0: Yeah, it's a good one. Uh, but the labeling doesn't hurt either. I think uh, yeah. prominently labeling your content is good, and labeling odds is good. I mean, anything that helps people know what's in a game, I think, is great. Um, so yeah, uh, I hope other states take uh, note of these Hawaiian bills and try to replicate them in their own,
1: in their own legislature. Right. Um, not uh, side note two. Sweden is still on its own path yeah. to uh, knock down these loot crates and uh, gambling. But it's good to see that U, that U.S. states are finally taking charge uh, in, in this area. It's true. I'm
0: going to skip the next story because I want to save it for the last because I know you're most excited for uh, well, well, it. To... Well, we
1: can't really save it for last. but Yeah, we can't. Okay, well, let me move this up. Okay, so so, so we'll see if for a second to last, then. No, it'll be last. Then. All right. <laughs> so, so let's move in, then. I don't care about the graphics. <laughs> All right.
0: Uh, Monster Hunter World, as we were just talking about, setting records.
1: Yes, uh, Capcom's biggest selling game. Yeah,
0: Capcom was having a record time, shipping five million copies of Monster Hunter World in the first three days it was available. And that's just on consoles before the PC release isn't even there.
1: Yes, PC will be released uh, within the coming months.
0: It's currently atop the Microsoft Marketplace, beating out PUBG. And it's also atop the PlayStation Store as well. The game will continue to receive free updates, including new monsters and such, to ensure players will continue to play as long as possible. Yes.
1: Uh, Unfortunately, this does not include us.
0: (laughs) No, uh, but but yeah, people love that
1: thing. Yeah, but the fact that the the updates will include new monsters that are free and not a part of any like DLC, mm-hmm. is definitely a step in the right direction for cool. uh, for Monster Hunter World. It's
0: really cool, and they're doing the right thing with the with the DLC for that game.
1: Yeah, and like we said, we're not poo pooing Monster Hunter World. It's definitely a great game. It's just not for us. Yeah, it's just well for me, every like monster that I encountered felt like a variation of a dragon or a dinosaur and it just got very repetitive even though like each monster was different they all just kind of blended together for me the whole game yeah yeah the
0: game you it's either you know it's either something you drive with or you don't yep uh next story uh if you don't like that game well guess what right around the corner is your ticket to all sorts of games it's e3
1: it's, it's E3 is literally around the corner.
0: So we may only be February, and E3 is traditionally a July thing, but news is already coming out. We are getting information about who will be attending the show, thanks to a basic floor plan provided on their website. Yep. Companies so far include CD Projekt Red, that's your Witcher folks, Konami, Epic Games, Bethesda, and Square Enix, taking up the biggest floor space next to Sony and Nintendo. Microsoft currently has a smaller booth than last year, going down from a 200 by 100 to a, only a 75 by 20.
1: Yeah, that's an interesting play there. Mm-hmm.
0: Other things to note is Nintendo is reserving a theater, and Konami is reserving a big meeting room. Yes. So, two things to come out of this. Um, I've been following E3 since I've been, what, since I was like eight? Okay. So, let me tell you what's weird about these two things. All right, go ahead. <laughs> First up. Microsoft downgrading actually makes some sense to me because it follows their company strategy lately which is it's less about Xbox and it's more about Microsoft. Right. I think that they're paring down to prove that point in a way. Also, they might not just have that much to show. We've are Well, that's the that's
1: the concerning narrative mm-hmm. that I have with the it. The
0: narrative behind it to them lately has been like they just don't have exclusives that wouldn't be shown everywhere anywhere else. Uh so Crackdown will have to be at this on
1: this floor and
0: Sea of thieves, thieves which will be out by then. of so Thieves will be released in the next few months.
1: So they may still have something on the floor to show with them. So yeah,
0: if they do make uh like but apparently it's not gonna be in a whole lot is what it sounds like. So chances are they're going to uh, their show this year will probably showcase a lot of third parties. That's probably that's
1: the guess I have here. Right, but that third party still has their own set of stuff to show. They're going to try their to own, sell... Their own booths. Yeah,
0: exactly. That's what I'm saying. That's why they don't need their own booth, like enough, a lot of space in their own booth, because the stuff during their show that they'll show off will not be their properties. They'll be able to play them other places. They're going to try to Trojan horse Xbox One Xs into all those third party booths. Hmm. That's my guess. Okay, and that's going to be their big push: is to, to, to play toward, it on the most powerful console. So, so you're saying,
1: so you're saying that instead of having their own booth, they're going to tell everyone they're to demo it. They're still going to have it. their own
0: booth. I'm just saying that it's smaller this year because it makes sense where they're at, like
1: company wide. Right, and they're going to try to make deals with other companies yeah. to demo their new game on the Xbox. I One think X. so.
0: I think so. I think it's going to be. Look at these third-party games. They run best here. That's okay. going to be their play. Whether or not it works, we'll find out. Right. As for Nintendo reserving a theater, that's weird.
1: Right, because normally they just do treehouses.
0: Yes, they've been doing the last few years uh, doing a stream where they just show direct-to-consumer stuff. I have no idea why they'd need a theater this year. That's very suspect.
1: It is a smaller theater. Uh, I think I saw like a, only a 400-seat theater. But it's still a theater nonetheless.
0: Yeah. So um, we'll have to see. Maybe it's something for, uh, like a like a, a like a press thing as opposed to a an uh, actual showcase. Like a showcase. Maybe it's a game that's not hundred percent done.
1: Maybe um, the there is still rumor about a Pokemon game. Yeah. Uh, for Switch right. premiering at E three.
0: That would be a really smart thing to do. Is to do it in like a theater for like four hundred exclusive people or something.
1: Like an exclusive Pokemon event?
0: Yeah, like a, a, tr- a teaser for Pokemon.
1: I could see that, yeah. I could
0: see them doing that. Or Smash Brothers.
1: Or ooh. I'd be like
0: one or the other. Yeah. Because both are big deals. So that's a possible... So, so make
1: it an exclusive event. Yeah, I So could...
0: there's also a third option here. Metroid. There was a rumor going around about Metroid last week. Yes. About how Namco Bandai might be involved in the production of that game. Right. And so, if that's leaking right about now, there's also a possibility that that might be the big big push too.
1: Right, a, a fine a new Metroid game in how many years?
0: A long time. New Metroid Prime game. Oh yes, Metroid Prime. Metroid. Uh, that DS, three DS game came out last year. So, okay. So that's it's, it. Hasn't been that long since the Metroid game, but it's been forever since Metroid Prime Three. Right. That's ten years ago. Oh. That was a two thousand seven Wii game. Oof.
1: Moving on. Uh,
0: to our final story here.
1: Okay. Oh, uh, last thing about E three, um, Square Enix for some reason has the biggest floor space available. Okay. I don't know why.
0: They have a lot of games now.
1: Yeah. They're not just no, 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 it's big it's so big yeah. that they've actually stretched over the aisle. Wow.
0: Well, I mean they don't just have the Japanese stuff anymore. Right? I know. It's also like, you know, IDOS and Tomb Raider and, you know, like, well, I guess not Hitman anymore. But, yeah, yeah, like, there's there's a bunch of franchises that they own now. Right. But, yeah, uh, uh, but last yeah. thing I want to mention about E3 uh, before we drop it is um, it will, again, be open to the public, just like last year. Right. They will, this time, be doing an exclusive day for, or, like, a day focused on... Uh, the public I think it'll be the last day of the show usually
1: it is the last day of the show so yeah
0: uh, tickets will be available shortly I believe so keep an eye out for those they will be exorbitantly expensive
1: we will so... try and get press passes <laughs> 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 that's not happening never gonna go we're not going
0: to E3 screw that you, what you can watch it here
1: I know we can watch it, it here it's
0: way more accessible that way <laughs> moving on yeah okay. for our last story All right. something that will definitely be at E3 this year oh yes <laughs> Kingdom
1: Parts 3. We have new news. Yes, so this past weekend was D23. In Japan. Japan D23. New
0: trailer dropped there this past
1: weekend. Uh, Two new trailers actually dropped.
0: And it introduced us to the new, I say new in quotes because we kind of leaked and we knew about this, Yes. uh, Monsters Incorporated World, which is the second Pixar world after the previously announced Toy Story world. Moreover, we have gameplay of worlds for Twilight Town. Hercules and Tangled, in addition to the verbal confirmation of the world of Big Hero Six. Yes. We also got the new theme song from, of course, Utada Hikaru. Yes, who she, is
1: doing she's the done theme song to One and Two as well. Right. Uh, called "Don't Think Twice." Yes, have you heard it. I have heard it. it it's a softer version. Uh, so... so. So simple and clean. Well, no, simple and clean was a rock version, <laughs> and then Sanctuary was a softer version. This is wow. softer than Sanctuary. Damn.
0: Going for a different tone.
1: Yes, going for a more like bleak tone, it feels yeah. like. Because this is the the final game in this saga. Right. So everything will be culminating into a giant showdown. Yeah.
0: So, uh, finally, new character designs for main characters Riku and Mickey were revealed.
1: Yes, the first time. Uh, so the last shots we got of them were them leaving, uh, carrying a chest, which everyone thought was going to be their new outfits, and so we finally got those designs finally revealed.
0: Yeah. Uh, a little bits left of this story. Uh, uh, rumor seems to be is that the release date, the official release date, will be revealed at E3. Yes. And that uh, attendees at this uh, Japanese show have stated that the gummy ship will return, but yes. don't worry, in an open-world search function and battle phases with combat similar to Star Wars.
1: The interesting here is that they openly mentioned Star Wars. Yeah, because of Disney property.
0: They can throw that name around now. Yes.
1: Uh, But the fact that it is mentioned uh, does open the door to... No No way. I know, there's no no way. way. But I can dream... The
0: the, the licensing for that stuff is all sorts of places right now. There would be no ways to do it
1: right uh, I think well I think EA still has the exclusive they don't rights. have exclusive
0: rights I think it's a weird like I think that the way that that contract is written is weird it's not exclusive because Disney can still put out mobile games and stuff for with Star Wars it's like a console thing but not even a console thing it's maybe console and PC I don't even know how it's worded but yeah, yeah that's probably elapsing soon though so We'll right,
1: well, especially with the recently yeah. um, dealings with Battlefront 2. Clock's ticket on that one. Yeah.
0: So, yeah, that does that uh, does it for that story. I mean, uh,
1: yeah, you're excited. Yeah, I'm excited. The uh, it, it's back in field day with
0: the freaking uh, Monsters Incorporated Goofy. Yes. Uh, he looks terrible. <laughs> he does.
1: Also, Donald has one eye for some reason. Yeah. Uh, the Sully character looks weird. Yeah. But... The good news is that the Toy Story world looks fantastic. Uh, This game is, of course, still in development. Nothing is final. But some of the new attacks look great. This thing uh, as they showed off gameplay running through the world looks huge. It looks great so far. Characters, animations, in the cutscenes look fantastic. I am still excited for this game uh, even though it's been over 10 years since the, so last, the one. last one? The
0: last one. That's not true because they've done a bunch of little little games. In yes.
1: Interim. Oh, oh, and I know I didn't put this in the notes, but the one of the big uh, reveals in this in the recent trailer was the inclusion of Dream Leaders. And that's big because that was part of Dream Drop Distance, the Nintendo uh, release. The 3DS game. The 3DS release. And the last game before, uh, I guess, if you want to count, 2.8. Yeah, but yeah. So the fact that they're included in this game puts the actual timeline in kind of a weird situation of what is real and then what is considered a dream and what worlds hmm. are considered real. Okay. Uh, this is of course very uh, like deep Kingdom Hearts talk here. Yeah. But uh, it's all very speculation at this point because literally they can do anything with that story. You know, I like, and... taught
0: my drowsy dreaming. You know?
1: sorry alright yes I always hate Battle the Haunter and he throws Junior at me (laughs) Uh, that does
0: it for video games and that means that does it for the Media Boat
1: podcast alright let's wrap all this up let's wrap us up
0: with some plugs we're like a power outlet here we got so many plugs we are all the time streaming um, but mostly on usually Wednesday nights. This is a weird one on Tuesday because tomorrow is Valentine's. But you can usually catch us on Wednesday nights at 8 o'clock p.m. Pacific. We'll be back next week on our usual time, usual schedule here on YouTube. Just search YouTube uh, with, uh, search uh, Media Boat Podcast on YouTube. You will find our page. Subscribe to our page to get notifications whenever we go live so you'll never miss an episode. You can find archives of our audio versions of this podcast which we also make on iTunes, or sorry, Apple Podcasts. Just search Media Boat Podcast there. And you'll find us. Join us there and rate and review our show. We appreciate the feedback, if any. Um, you can also catch us on social media. We're on Twitter at, at Media Boat Cast. We're on Facebook, just search Media Boat Podcast. And you'll like our page. We're on Patreon. If you want to help us out with money, you can donate as little as a dollar a month to help us out. Keep us afloat. You can also find special features, our thoughts about new releases, and news, extra every once in a while, on MediaVotePodcast.com. MediaVotePodcast.com. Dot com. Down it! Uh, and when we do video games we're on twitch.tv slash video uh, oh, slash media book. yeah sorry um, <laughs> I almost just, said
1: twitch.tv slash video games yeah that's the breaking news the kings trade away three players for require Aww. one defenseman and they trade away two of my favorite players Marion Gabrick and Nick Shore Oh, I'm sorry about
0: that.
1: yeah
0: alright we'll see you guys next week for another edition of the media book podcast for now we are
1: bye we are bye, bye. okay bye guys